There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21-plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Tuesday morning to you. It is a numbers game at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Fubo, Sling Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Gil Alexander on this uh, fine Tuesday morning with Jeff Parlay, producer number five and eight. Jeffrey, how you doing, man? Good morning. Slow, Sorry, I, I slow to the draw. No, the uh, so we have uh, for whatever reason our a speaker is sitting on top of my microphone. Uh huh. And I instead of hitting the button for the microphone, I see. I hit the speaker that's on top of said microphone huh. button. Baby, so job well done. Maybe we should remove the speaker. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna put that we, right there. We have there a, we a we have an outstanding late June show today. Las Vegas Chris in studio a little later on the show today. Uh, the multiple handicapping contest winner here in Las Vegas, kind enough to uh, join us here at the South Point. We will talk about all kinds of things uh, that uh, have been, uh, you know, just on his mind from a betting perspective. Not just, I'm not talking about like NFC East thoughts, though we may have those. Uh, talking about like, you know, just different things. The difference between profit and ROI. Uh, myths in sports betting. What bothers him in sports betting? All kinds of things with Las Vegas, Chris. Always a fun discussion. Mark Borchard from an undisclosed location somewhere in the desert talking baseball with us. Today, Jeff, I thought what we would do is instead of just uh, only giving a fish, perhaps going into Mark Borchard's mind to teach how to fish in terms of baseball betting. So we'll get into, we don't do it always, but we, uh, we get into what Mark uses, his metrics, what he's willing to share for handicapping baseball on a daily basis. Dan Weston will also join us to talk Wimbledon later. Dan Weston's going to be with us every day this week except for Friday. How about that, Jeff? Weston, Monday through Thursday. And Drew Dinsick uh, standing by uh, to join us momentarily. Uh, Before we get to Drew, uh, Wimbledon. So yesterday, four picks. They went one in three. One in three with the long shot, Victoria Tomova winning this morning, plus 170. So we lost just under two units yesterday with that one and three. And then this morning, we hit our first two to go through. So basically three and three then to be just a little over uh, even money. Um, So a a scintillating three and three with like plus 0.06 units. Uh, And then I think we're about to lose one long shot back. And then we have one pending. The one match that we have pending still today. And again, if you want these because of the time zone difference, Hit me up on Twitter at Beating the Book, and I'm happy to uh, provide them to all. I provide them to many each night during the slams. The one we have left is Lucas Klein. Lucas Klein is a dog. 
Uh, and the price that I got Lucas Klein at, I'm not sure what he is right now, but I got him at uh, plus 123 uh, last night. We're showing plus 131, pardon me, plus 131 last night uh, on Lucas Klein. I'm not sure what he is right now. We will get the update on that. But Lucas Klein taking on Liam Brody is the only one remaining today as we hope to, you know, just get back into the black with that one as we spin our wheels by and large here the first couple days of Wimbledon, which has been absolutely bananas in terms of, first of all, upsets not so much. I mean, we did have the Uberu Kotz upset yesterday deep into the fifth set tiebreaker. He lost. That was probably the biggest upset on the board thus far, but really it's about the withdrawals. Um, we have had two go out with COVID, Marin Cilic out with COVID, which is huge for those of us who bet on Rafa Nadal right after the draw. Cilic was in Nadal's quarter. He was probably Nadal's biggest competitor, I would say, in that quarter. So that was big. We hope he's okay. Uh, Matteo Berrettini out with COVID. Uh, I thought Matteo Berrettini in his quarter, it was basically the Berrettini versus Kyrgios quarter. Well, Berrettini's gone with COVID. And Kyrgios is being pushed to a fifth set by someone named Paul Jubb, Jeff. Did you have Paul Jubb in this match? No? It's not a name. That's a person. Jubb? I think it's a person. That's incredible. Paul Jubb taking Nick Kyrgios. So, again, it's like one of those things where if Kyrgios could just put his mind to it and his talent to it, this is his quarter, in my humble opinion. But I don't know. He might not get out of the first round. And then withdrawals. Grigor Dimitrov had to pull out with a, a leg injury. So what I described as the number two quarter, I was not of the mind that Orkats was the player to beat in that second quarter. I thought it was wide open, as I said on the Beating the Book podcast. Uh, but Dimitrov is out of that quarter now, too. Women's side, Kovinic is out, which means that Svatek, who won another straight sets match, by the way, her 36th in a row, she will have, I don't know even the player's name that she's playing in the second round. So anyway, Drew Dinsick is available now for both the Deep Dive and Bet the Edge podcast. Sorry for that... Uh, Intro, we were waiting for your uh, stuff to set up, but uh, that's the story really more than anything is the, the the withdrawals on the men's side and what that means now for people who want to bet into this. What do you think? Well, I'm very interested to see how prices kind of reopen after today's action. Most markets uh, closed other than a couple of exchanges and the exchanges, I think, uh, not seeing enough liquidity there to really use that as information just yet. Um, but yeah, the number two favorite. Um, for this title, and Matteo Berrettini will not take the course court for even one match, which is unbelievable. Um, number three favorite in her catch, also gone. So, um, you know, I, I I personally had the most likely fourth quarter winner as Marin Cilic. So that's three for three in terms of you know kind of chaos on the men's side. That has introduced opportunities for anyone who can put together a solid two weeks of tennis to um, you know maybe get a semifinal or a quarterfinal appearance that otherwise never would have been possible. Um, but realistically, like you look across this men's draw and without the Russians involved and now without, uh, you know, th two of the, um, um, you know, more important grass players, not even participating, this is all of a sudden going to be, um, you know, tough, a tough tournament on the men's side to really take seriously in the historical context. But, um, if you wanted something entertaining, if you wanted to see Djokovic versus Nadal, for instance, in the final, and you wanted everyone else to get the heck out of the way, then you got it. <laughs> so yeah. yes, you did. I, I mean, yes, you I, did. If, that, if that's what you wanted, could, Congratulations, because it feels like that's where we are at right now. Um, and the, we, say, and we, the, yeah. we say that with a little, sorry to interrupt, we say that with a little bit of caution, too, because then there's the notion that Berrettini crossed 
paths. He, he practiced with Nadal. He crossed paths with yeah, Djokovic. Sure. So you never know, sure. right? You never know what could be in store. I, uh, yeah, and Nadal is is ripe to eject at any point in time because of injury. <laughs> and so, yeah, yeah, so this 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 could this could be a, a real like a one a sham title for the record books when it's all said and done. Um, but uh, no, in in seriousness. Um, I am holding out a small glimmer of hope that we're going to get some really watchable, entertaining men's tennis out of Carlos Alcaraz and, uh, and, mm-hmm. um, and Andy Murray in this tournament. Both of those players put on really, really fun matches yesterday. Uh, keep, keep if those guys, all of those guys are getting the center court in the prime time. Uh, you know, we're going to be at least, you know, treated to some really, really good tennis to watch. Um, and I, you know, I felt like you could feel our Alcaraz learning, uh, about how to play on grass in the moment in a Wimbledon match, which is obviously not necessarily where you want to learn, <laughs> but he was there. Um, and He's it was so a really tough, tough test. So really, tough. really. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I would, I would say that, um, uh, Struf was an extremely difficult, uh, first round match for him and he comes through in five. I thought that was a hugely positive result for him. Um, and I'm not saying he's going to go and take, you know, go toe to toe with Djokovic and take him out of this tournament, but that has potential now to be a really, really good match. So does Alcaraz Murray for that matter. I mean, that, that, that could be all time. Epic. The next one could be all time. And, and honestly, like, you know, remember, you remember, um, uh, Alcaraz running through uh, Madrid, where he beats Nadal, he beats Djokovic, kind of on back-to-back uh, on back-to-back days, and it's like, has this ever happened in history that Nadal and Djokovic has, have gotten beaten in back-to-back rounds by the same uh, player? And uh, this could now happen with Andy Murray and, uh, and Djokovic potentially at the end of the uh, first quarter here uh, with Alcaraz. So I'm holding out a little bit of hope. That's at least from a, a narrative and like a storytelling aspect. Um, that is your your best chance to really, um, have something amazing to remember about this title now on the men's side. Um, and then, you know, the second, uh, second thing to cheer for, I guess would be a, a Djokovic Nadal final, but I, I'm kind of on record. I feel like that would be one way action Djokovic. So I don't know if that would be as entertaining as, uh, as it could be, but, um, it would yeah, be, I but mean, the men's it, is wide open. Yeah, it would yeah. be one way action, but, it, but I'll tell you, it would still have the drama of a third leg of a grand slam on the, that's a great of, point on the racket yeah. of Rafa Nadal. So it would be, and you never can count on Nadal. That's for sure. So that's for sure. Do you have any other plays for today for for those listening? Um, well, I'm ready to go to war with uh, Dan Weston's guy, uh, Zizu Bergs. Oh, man. right. He, he brought him up. He brought him up at the end of the podcast we did on Friday and uh, dug in a little bit more. And and honestly, like he could make the quarterfinal here. Uh, he's in uh, he's in Berrettini's little section of the draw. That section now is the weakest section by far. Um, and so, you know, why, why can't he, uh, you know, this is, uh, uh, still an awful, um, you know, there's still an awful lot of, uh, tennis to be played obviously. Um, but, um, yeah, that looks pretty solid. I got in at a decent price on Jason, uh, saying we talked about as well. Oh, right. Um, he I think he's out. In, yeah. He's, yeah. he hasn't played. He's out in the month mon- minus one fifty range. So I think that's uh that's prohibitively high. That's even, that's higher than my fair even. So at this point I would lay off that, but, um, I think re- those are the two, last two that I'm cheering for today. Yeah. Dano was on the show yesterday and he, uh, he looked into the, the Drew saying love and he was like, he was all over it. Uh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. What are you, let me just ask you because he has no like he has no real data on the major tour. What are you looking at there with him? 
Uh, his junior success, really. I mean, in the same way that uh, Davidovich Fakina was a tough out for her catch, yeah. and people kind of identified that before you know we even got to that stage. Um, you know, before he was up two sets to love, and you know had match points on on her catch. Uh, you know, if you have if you have the quality, if you've produced it on grass at the junior level, particularly on the on the men's side, i.e., the boys' side, um, that a lot of times translates into being able to find it at Wimbledon. Um, tons and tons of examples you can point to throughout history where oh, guys who just they haven't done it yet at the main you know main tour level, but um, with that in your back pocket, you're in good shape. Yep. Yep, if you have the numbers to uh, to make that transition, sometimes they are fabulous to bet on. So Bergs plus the plus the games, I think, is what Dan have, and Sang, T-S-E-N-G, a little later on. We'll come back, Drew's thoughts, what he's uh, thinking about football-wise, basketball-wise, a whole bunch of non-drama in the NBA that has implications. Next, Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Kalshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Kalshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Kalshi.com. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID, that is, to open an account, and bang, you're placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. I added the bang. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander. Drew Dinsick, kind enough to uh, hang with us for another segment. At Whale underscore Capper, NBC Sports Bet the Edge podcast with Sarah Perlman uh, that he co-hosted. Of course, the deep dive with Andy Molitor as well. Dinsick classic, as we call it. Um, all right, football. Looks like the NFL is, if you believe all reports, a year minimum is what they're going to ask for here with Deshaun Watson. Have you made any Cleveland Browns-related bets specifically, or have you added anything else in general in the NFL? Uh, well, I, I mean, the Watson steam, you know, the 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 um, smoke around that story seems very real. I would be surprised if that uh, they can get that reduced upon appeal, considering who the appeal, you know, who's who listens to the appeal. <laughs> the, uh, yes. uh, Commissioner my, my, Goodell, in other words. Yes. <laughs> yeah, my general sense is, uh, you know, we're not going to see him again until 2024 at the soonest, uh, or 2023, 24 season, I guess. Um, but that said, the um, you know the Browns are in a really competitive division, uh, frankly, and it was always going to be a tough needle for them to thread to bring in Watson and and, and uh, you know compete this year. Um, it's a team that's kind of built around 
um, you know, a couple of players that are really good at positions that aren't really premium today in today's NFL. So I'm not a hundred percent sure, uh, top to bottom, how you grade that roster out, but I had it as like a top half of the league roster with some pretty obvious holes, particularly in the skill position players, uh, area. And I think, um, you know, in general, uh, this is a team that's going to probably find their way to 500 record, even in the absence of Watson and, um, you know, not really compete for an, an AFC North title. I think AFC broadly is, you know, extremely top heavy. I mean, not top heavy, but just the higher quality overall, more competitive, um, more of the champions contenders are in the AFC. And I think that's not really debatable. Um, you know, it's, it's going to take a little bit of luck. It's going to take staying healthy and it's going to take, um, you know, kind of playing your best at the right time, I think in order to position yourself to come out of that AFC. And, you know, I don't think you can check any of those boxes for the Browns, uh, considering, uh, you know, that they're probably not in the mix for a playoff spot. Um, a lot of people I know were early and, and, uh, aggressive getting down some Baltimore Ravens to win the AFC North prices and that makes total sense to me. I mean, that's the right way to pivot here. Mm-hmm. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals schedule is absolute chaotic, disastrous, uh, um, you know, down the home stretch. They have so many difficult tests. If they're not um, in really strong position uh, about halfway through the season, then the Bengals are going to have a very tough time making the playoffs, let alone winning the North. So um, I do think that opens up the door for the Baltimore Ravens. And if there's any kind of stale price sitting around waiting or says people are waiting for uh, clarity on the Brown situation, then that would be the way I would attack it. This is just a, uh, a question for, for you in terms of how you would feel about the Browns. If you're the Browns, and work with me, because I know a lot of people are going to be like, ah, it's never going to happen. But if you're the Browns and you see what's happening with Deshaun on the horizon, and you probably are saying to yourself, it's it's fade out complete, this is going to happen. Do yeah. you try to have a conversation with Baker Mayfield at this point? Do you try to say, hey, um, look, bygones, come on, Baker. Or is, is the difference between Baker Mayfield and Jacoby Brissett so negligible to you that it wouldn't even matter from a handicapping perspective? If you're, I would not try to salvage the Baker Mayfield relationship at all. Uh, in fact, if you're the Browns and you're looking at this roster and you're thinking to yourself, if we can get a replacement level quarterback in here and play well enough to win 10, 11 games and make a, make a playoff, you know, make the playoffs. Then if you have that guy on a cheap contract for a couple of years, then you have an asset you can then now flip. Right. Um, so I think I would absolutely tack to let's just see if we can create value with some other quarterback who we'll have on a, on a contract that is, um, that is desirable by another team right now. What you have with Baker Mayfield on the fifth year deal is basically a dead end. If Baker Mayfield does come in and plays well for you, then he's walking out that door and you get nothing in comp, uh, other than whatever, you know, the comp, you know, whatever, um, you know, maybe you get a comp pick, a third roundish pick, uh, if he signs some huge free agent deal with someone else, but that seems pretty unlikely. Um, I would take a swing on someone, uh, you know, who is on like a cost control contract for a couple of years, uh, see if you can generate some enough value to either trade him for an impact player or a, a, a high, high value pick. 
after doing well this season. Now, I don't know who that exactly who that name would be. Um, and they may have him in house and Jacoby Brissett for all I can tell you. Um, but I don't think, uh, there's really much gained in trying to salvage the, uh, the Baker Mayfield experience. How about Jacoby Brissett's career now at this point? If, if he is in fact the Brown starter, he will be twice now. He will be the year, <laughs> stop gap, the year long <laughs> yeah. starter after a major star abruptly exited for completely different reasons, right? Andrew Luck retirement, uh, injury, and then, uh, or just wanting to walk away from the game and then Deshaun Watson. As I say that, I'm sure Andrew Luck appreciates being in the same sentence there. Um, so, <laughs> no. so uh, basketball, there was a lot of non-drama yesterday, which is to say that Kyrie, after all of that, is opting in with the Brooklyn Nets and then had this ridiculous statement afterwards where I could all repeat it. Once, I'll go back and repeat it. But just like, <laughs> you're like, uh, really? Like, how not in touch is, is Kyrie? But essentially, so we have Kyrie, when it looked like Brooklyn was just ready to purge themselves, they were ready. Hey, Kyrie, go. KD, go. We're ready to start this all over. It looks like now, and when I say now, I mean legitimately now, because this could change in an hour if Kevin Durant comes out and says, you know what? I'm kind of over it. We don't know that he's not going to say that. We don't think he will, but who knows? Do you want to jump in now and, and bet the Nets at a price that uh, will only probably crash if the both of them are together the rest of the way, or do you want no part of that? I hadn't really thought of it because I'm just not used to deploying capital on the NBA in the month of Ju- on the month of June, July. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I'm usually sitting on my hands waiting for free agency to sort itself out. Which starts um, Thursday, by the way, Thursday. Yeah. The Nets are going to have a pretty interesting team. I'll be completely honest with you. If it is Durant and uh, Irving, which at this moment it looks like it will be, and you have Ben Simmons with them, uh, and uh, you know Joe Harris is back, um, and then Seth Curry's on the floor, that's a five that you can do some damage with, honestly. And there is so much conditional probability in there, <laughs> like conditioned on Ben Simmons playing, uh, conditioned on Kyrie Irving being available, conditioned on Kevin Durant not kind of you know getting hit by the aging curve, which kind of he had moments last season that it looked like it was coming. Um, but you know, I, I think this is probably the one year that they have realistic title hopes, uh, realistic hopes to win the Eastern conference if, based on that core. If those guys are healthy and available and, uh, for a playoff run. But, um, you know, I think, uh, uh, there's going to be enough growing pains and enough, um, you know, there's enough competition in the Eastern conference that you're going to be able to get a better price in season. I would guess than you will be even at this moment, even before there is certainty that Kevin Durant's going to be there. But, um, I will be completely honest with you, Kyrie Irving, the level he was playing offensively at the end of last season, even into that playoff sweep was unbelievably high quality, unbelievably high. Yeah. And yeah, if he carries that, that same quality through an entire NBA season, you have him surrounded with players who have, you know, switchable on defense and, you know, just in general, a couple of other shooters. Um, that's a really dangerous team. And, uh, you know, there is considering how many people burn money on the nets last year, you may be able to, to buy low on them a, a lot this coming season. And I'm going to be thinking about that a lot. Listen, he's a ridiculous talent, the likes of which we may not have ever <laughs> quite seen before. He's, he's Meshugana, but he's a ridiculous talent. Um, the other, the other news that happened yesterday John Wall, who, uh, you know, was mired just in Houston, chilling, collecting money and lots of it after the Wizards signed him to this ridiculous long term deal. And then he had the, uh, you know, he had the on court injury that he slipped in his kitchen and he ruptured his Achilles. At least that's the story. Uh, Anyway, he is going to be a Los Angeles Clipper. Now, that's huge, right? That has huge implications with Kawhi 
you know, supposedly coming back and Paul George obviously in tow. I get it. You don't want to make bets now, but this is the drama. What do you think about the Clippers now? Yeah, I think, I mean, the, the idea of Kawhi coming back is story one, two, and three. Much, much, much more so than whatever impact John Wall has. Um, honestly, there is enough young talent on that Clippers team that got enough reps this season that I don't 100% know that there's a role for John Wall wow. on this team. Wow. Uh, I mean, they have a lot of, I mean, you, you, they need... You, I, I don't know. I want a role player that can guard, def, you know, defend guards well and can make shots. And I don't know that that's not, John Wall at this exactly point in his, his career. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I think, uh, we may see, uh, him not f- be able to find a fit there. That wouldn't shock me. Um, but at the same time, the Clippers absolutely are going to be one of those sleeping giants that, you know, you're going to have to figure out exactly how to price this. Cause we haven't seen Kawhi Leonard in a long time, we haven't um, seen but the John- last time we saw him, yeah. Yeah, he was a top three player in the NBA. We haven't seen Kawhi in a long time. We certainly haven't seen John Wall in a long time. John Wall, who, <laughs> who is again, is one of these weird sort of things in sports where because of this massive deal, he's thought of in a certain way. And I have to tell you, I mean, obviously what a talent he was before the injuries and beloved by a town that, by the way, does not is not really drawn to their basketball team, their pro basketball team. They have a love affair with John Wall, just a great dude as well. Drew, thank you. Appreciate it, man. Hey, best of luck today, I guess. Drew Dinsick at whale underscore capper. Get Jeff's thoughts on the NBA drama next. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Back on a numbers game here at VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Don't forget about our summer special, the VSIN summer special for only $19. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today and you'll get VSIN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, NFL preseason coverage, premium articles on golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VSIN experience, which features the daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VSIN. Dot com slash summer. Thanks to everybody uh, writing all the uh, the nice tweets again over the last few days um, about all the uh, the stuff that uh, was uh, written in futures. Thank you to all. Too many to uh, address one by one, but thank you. Believe me, they're all appreciated. Uh, it's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. And so, Jeff, just to sort of recap what happened yesterday, NBA wise. So. Kyrie Irving, it was it was sort of, again, it, we got to a point where the Nets were ready to roll without both Kyrie Irving and, K, and KD. KD was uh, not talking to the Nets. And again, why he's mad at the Nets, I don't know. But not his friend Kyrie, I don't know. But Kyrie essentially was given the option to do a, they, they, they refused to sign Kyrie, the Nets, to a long-term extension. Justifiably so, I think we would all agree, based on Kyrie's unreliability of being on the court and that first and foremost. And so that said, they then offered Kyrie, they said, oh, we'll work out a sign and trade. Kyrie gave a list of teams where he wanted to go. The only team that showed any interest was the Los Angeles Lakers. And apparently, Jeff, the Lakers had nothing of of value to uh, really make that happen. Kyrie could have signed a mid-level extension, uh, mid-level uh, exception rather for six million a year. That wasn't going to happen. So he then, with left with no options again at that point, decided I'm going to opt in because, of course, he would for thirty-six and a half million dollars with his current team, the Brooklyn Nets. What did Kyrie have to say upon all that transpiring? "Quote: 
He told The Athletic, Normal people keep the world going, but those who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. I've made my decision to opt in. See you in the fall. It's like he's John Glenn. (laughs) Was it Neil Armstrong? One step for man. Large step for mankind. Larger step for mankind. One small step for man. One larger step for mankind. Boy, that quote is very heavy for opting in to your $36.5 million. So Kyrie is staying. Now, it is assumed, you know what they say about assuming, again, might cause you to regret something, to regret, uh, that KD will stay now because his buddy Kyrie is staying, which is what KD probably wanted all along. But I don't know. Would it be, a th- would it be completely shocking if KD later today was like, you know what, I've had enough of this. I'm out of here. KD, who has three years left on uh, his long-term deal, by the way, million four-year deal, I believe it was for Katie. So I guess, Jeff, same questions that I asked Drew, I will ask you. Does this make you want to bet the Brooklyn Nets? Because the point that I was making about the Nets in the futures market last week is that of all the teams in the NBA, and again, this is June, right? Months before the season even starts. You probably will get a better price on the Warriors at some point. You'll probably get a better price. Well, I don't know about the Clippers, maybe. But Brooklyn is the, one, is the one team that we already know the market loves. The people fall in love with Brooklyn. Until they are killed dead, people want to bet this team. We saw it all last year until the Celtics put the final nail in the sweep. You want to bet them? I don't want to bet them, but the point that you make is the correct one. The top five favorites at BetMGM right now. Warriors are 5-1. to one, Clippers are 6-1. to one. Boston's plus 650, Milwaukee's 7-1, the Nets are plus 850 right now. The other four teams I mentioned, you will absolutely get a better price on Golden State at some point during the season. We saw it this year with Golden State. The Clippers, I I imagine you're going to get a better price than that. I know the betting market has decided they love this Clipper team because Kawhi is 100% going to be the same Kawhi we saw pre-injury which is a heck of an assumption by everyone. Uh, Boston is going to be longer because they're not going to care at points in the regular season. And then Milwaukee is the only one that may end up going shorter than what they are right now, like, like Brooklyn. But I don't want it. I don't trust them with, 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 that, with the way they're constructed. As great as Durant is, Kyrie's completely untrustworthy, and their depth is not there. I don't want them. Sometimes I run into one. Every once in a while, I run into a point or two. I don't know. Even if let's just say it's let's just say it is KD and Kyrie, the season starts. You'll probably be regretful that you don't have the seven to one currently on the Brooklyn Nets. But as you say, what could possibly go wrong? There won't be any vaccine restrictions, correct? This coming year, so there is that. I don't know. It's an interesting point. And now, what about John Wall to the Clippers? Because that's the other one. I don't know how much that moves because I don't know what John Wall's capable of at this point. We don't know what Kai, what Kawhi's capable Kurt, of. Kurt, we have we have more of an idea with Kawhi because it's been less time away for Kawhi than Wall. And Wall's game was so based on speed, just raw speed, that you do that. It is a healthy skepticism, right? Like it is. It is worthwhile to doubt that. I, I don't know what we're getting out of him, and. I don't, I'm not going to go as far as what Drew said, 
Which was? Which was uh, of the category of I'm not sure what role he even can have because of the amount of yeah. players that the Clippers already have. I'm not willing to go that far, but it's going to take him a while to be effective if he ends up being effective. He's not going to play well in, all, in October and November in all likelihood. Guy's been out basically equivalent of two, three years now. Played very limited limited action over the last three years. When you can't expect them to be an impact guy right away. I think the Clippers' odds are going to – you're going to see 10-1 to 1 at some point during the year for the Clippers. I really do think that. Golden State, same deal. You're going to see 10-1 to 1 at some point. There's no reason to bet those favorites right now. Are you surprised that DeJounte Murray is available? DeJounte Murray, who I thought literally was the most improved player of the year in the NBA. I get it, didn't win it, wasn't ever going to win it apparently. But by definition, by literal definition, he really was the most improved player. And besides Nikola Jokic in terms of triple doubles, just to look through one lens, Nikola Jokic had 19, I believe, this past year. I think DeJounte had 13. He was the the only one that was even close. And the Spurs so willing to unload him and the team rumored to be the, the trade target is the Atlanta Hawks. Fascinating mix if he goes to Atlanta. Fascinating mix. How do he and Trey Young coexist well offensively? I think they'll find a way to coexist, but that's another one that will take a while. And for San Antonio, I mean, they've been kind of stuck in the mud for a while now. Last three years, I mean, they missed the playoffs in 2020, and they're only in the playoffs the last two years. They're not in the bracket. They're only in the playing games. I don't have a problem with this from San Antonio. It's just an odd way for Pop to go out, though. It is very strange. Does it move the needle enough for you on the Hawks to to – care though like in other words as long as Milwaukee and Boston and Philly it makes them it makes them more likely to have an opportunity to go on a run like they did two years ago again that's probably the max I don't see them being able to win three series to get out of an Eastern Conference but they're definitely if they get Murray they're definitely capable of winning a pair of series like they did in 2021 don't get mad at me Miami and Brooklyn fans I just didn't finish the sentence all those five teams on top are still well ahead of the Hawks. Yeah, I would that. say so. Yeah. yeah, Philadelphia even, too. So what is – so I'm just going to say – I'll say it again. As someone who had the Warriors as his only futures ticket this past year, isn't the only real solid answer here, and I don't say you have to bet it now, but shouldn't the Warriors be your bet? Shouldn't the Warriors, who are just going to add all the kids now, and by kids I mean Kaminga – and Moody, another year of pool. Don't and and by the way, the, those guys. Yes, everybody's getting Clay, Clay, Steph, and Draymond. Yeah, they're all getting a year older. But have you seen any turn down in Steph whatsoever? Not a single thing. His handle's better than ninety nine point nine percent of the league. His shot certainly is where it always was. So, I mean, to me, they're still like, have we not learned anything would be my point about Mil- the Warriors. Milwaukee would be the team I would look at at the current numbers. Don't they have to add somebody, though? Probably, but again, Middleton didn't play in the in in the Boston series, and they yeah. still took him seven. Yeah. So, no, that's a good point. I, maybe maybe, Mil- the, maybe the person they're adding is the guy they had all along. Milwaukee's the one I would look at. I really do think, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. But at some point, you know Golden State is going to have a stretch in the regular season where they decide to not care for a month to six weeks, and the numbers are going to rise. 
I, that's why I wouldn't yeah. bet it right now. No, I agree. You're going to be able to do better during the regular season on Golden State. That has been my point throughout. That That's the thing, is that Brooklyn is the one sort of anomalous team that we have evidence for, an entire year of evidence, to know that no matter what happens to them, that price is only going one direction. One direction whatsoever. So if, if you, again, I'll say it, I said it two weeks ago, if you came to me and you said, I'm betting the 7-1 to one right now in the Brooklyn Nets, I would not scoff at you at all just because you'll probably never see that number again. Did you hear voices there, Jeff, by any chance? Did you hear any voices? Ghosts of Vison past, right? Coco Golf looks like she might be able to get through here deep into a third set. Uh, by the way, the Bergs match has started, the one that Dano was on. Uh, the Tseng match has not, the one that both Dan and Drew on, and mine, Klein. That hasn't started yet either, Wimbledon. Dan Weston next, numbers... If- There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet MGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code VSIN200 and win $200 in free bets. When you place a $10 money line wager on any major league baseball game and either team hits a home run, regardless of your bet's outcome, enjoy baseball like never before with Bet MGM all season long. Sign up today with the King of Sportsbooks. Eligibility restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer, all promotions, subject qualification, and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Um, we bring in the greatest there has ever been, my humble opinion. Always put pressure on him. Uh, Dan Weston, everybody, at Tennis Ratings on Twitter. You can follow all of his Twitter, uh, all of his Twitter. All, I don't even know what that word means. All of his tennis thoughts on Twitter uh, but you at Tennis Ratings, but you can also follow them on Betfair as well. It's Dano, Dan Weston, from his lair in England. How you doing, man? I am well, Gil. How are you? I'm doing very well. I, I, I'll start with you the same way I started earlier because I'm getting probably the most common question I'm getting on Twitter right now is, is okay, and I'll flesh it out even further, which is, uh, Chilich, COVID, out. Berrettini, COVID, out. Dimitrov, leg injury, out. So Chilich has implications in Nadal's quarter. Uh, mm-hmm. Berrettini has implications for Nick Kyrgios, who just survived a five-setter just now. Yep. And Dimitrov is one other player in what I described, quarter number two, as the most you know open quarter to begin with. And Orcott's already lost in that quarter, right? So... When, if and if and when, I assume when, if they're not out, out already, 
who like has the value right now in terms of who's the best bet moving forward? Isn't it Rafa Nadal at this point, just in terms of value? Obviously, it's still Djokovic's tournament to lose. I, I think we need to see how round one plays out, which obviously we're going to do by the end of the day today. In, in those bottom two quarters, the, the whole schedule is, is today or, or is taking place today. Some players have won already. So, for example, uh, Alex Dimonor in Q3 has already won. And so he's, he's someone who does well in quite quick conditions and could be a real live live outsider at a, a longer price in Q3. Um, not sure there's going to be too much love for Kyrgios after that struggle past Paul Jubb. I watched yeah. I watched all of that match and uh, he looked very flustered throughout, I think. And uh, I wasn't particularly impressed at all from Kyrgios. And uh, he looked like he was kind of a couple of times. I think when, when Jubb had some break, break point chances in earlier on in, in a, I think it was a fifth set, he looked like he was a break, losing a break point away from really losing it. On court, basically, was what, what I thought. <laughs> and when we um, and when you say losing it, you really mean losing it with Nick Dyrios. Absolutely, yes, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and with with obviously a Chilich coming out of Q four, maybe someone like Taylor Fritz might be an interesting interesting player to to uh, keep an eye on uh, as as the tournament progresses. Uh, just trying to so he just just looking at the Chilich, so he plays Lorenzo Mazzetti tonight. All right, and you you have from yesterday. We know that you have uh, Zizu Bergs plus the games going right now. That has already started. Yes, I believe against Jack. Uh, yeah, and he's he's a break up already in that first set. Yes, he is. Uh, very very nice. Um, and uh, then tonight it's uh, Seng over Gray, which is what we spoke about yesterday as well. Right. The wins are, for Betfair. I had uh, Corner over Putin Saver, which was a winner. First thing this morning is the. Uh, game at 11, 11 a.m. UK time, so it's the f- first one on the schedule today. Who did who did you have earlier? Putin Seva, you said? Uh, Elise Cornet against uh, oh. Yulia Putin. Oh, I had that yeah. too. We were simpatico on that. I had Cornet and I had and I had uh, Galubich earlier as well. Those two were um, yeah. moderate favorites who both got home. Yeah, absolutely. And then tomorrow, for me, there's there's one price that. Just completely stands out to me. I don't know. If I have maybe we're some. I haven't looked. Again. I haven't looked yet. I wish I. I wish I had so I could guess what it is. I'm. I'm curious. Yeah. Um. So, for me, I mean, I just cannot for the life of me understand how Carlos Alcaraz is like three to one on favorite against Talon Greek Sport because. Oh yeah. I mean, Alcaraz has played three career matches on grass. He won a five-setter against Jan, Jan Leonard Struff on Monday in a match which lasted over four hours. That's not a positive for someone who's had some injury problems in, in recent times. And uh, Greg Spore is an upgrade on Struff at this point in time. Uh, and uh, Greg Spore's I, had a good grass court season. Yeah, and he's also played really well but challenger level in quicker conditions as well. So I just I just can't understand how how Alcaraz is barely any difference in price against Greek Spore than he was against Struff. It makes no sense whatsoever. Um I think that I mean I I cannot imagine that this line will be available at the start of the match. But Pinnacle are offering 1.85 on Greek Spore with a five and a half game head start, which I I would be stunned if that price is available tomorrow. 
Wow. Let me uh, let me put that in uh, again American uh, betting currency terms for everybody who are unfamiliar with the uh, with with your parlance there overseas, Dan. So essentially, what we're looking at for tomorrow is a price on Carlos Alcaraz, which is he's minus three thirty three. Uh, Greek Spore about plus two fifty six coming back. You can get Greek Spore plus five and a half games at minus one ten essentially. Yeah, so, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there you go. That's uh, that's what stands out to Dano tomorrow on the card. Anything on the ladies side tomorrow yet, or you haven't looked yet? I thought I've watched. I haven't had time to have a good look at the women's yet. I've just written up my men's preview for Betfair. Uh, now it's now it's time to have a look at the women. I also I also. The men's is sort of second best. I'm not not so sure about it, but but why? But because he's so inconsistent, I'm a bit bit yeah reluctant compared to the the Greek sport play. Is uh, Nikos Basilashvili against uh, Quentin Hallis? Nicholas Basilashvili against Quentin Hallis. Basilashvili tomorrow is minus one forty five in that match. By the way, I should just mention uh, Jeff Parlay, my producer. His real name is Jeff Parles, Dan, but I call him Parlay. It's a whole thing. Uh, but Jeff <laughs> asked me off air because Jeff, you were bringing up Tim Tim Reithoven, Tim Van Reithoven, and yeah. we were talking, and I had not seen these lines at all. And and Jeff just out loud said to me, "What what is he going to be? Who's what's going to be the, the the match against Opelka?" And I said, "It should be a coin flip. It's a complete coin flip." Um, and I look at the line; it is literally a coin flip, like minus one ten on each side between. I don't know if I'm doing Van Reithoven an injustice by calling him a serve bot, but both of them are essentially serve bots, right? To some extent, yeah. Although, yeah. Uh, and also, you look at that match and you think. Maybe what are the lines for if you can get the side markets? What's the line for over twelve and a half games in the first set? Ah, uh, you love that bet, yes. You yeah, have... it's, it's a market which bookmakers don't price up very well a lot of the time. That has been in all the years knowing you, and we've heard many bets from you over time. But that's been one of your bread and butters with the serve bots, with Isner, with Opelka, the over mm. the over twelve and a half. So essentially going to a tiebreaker, not essentially, but exactly going to a tiebreaker. Uh, in the first set, I I don't I haven't tracked your your numbers on that, but it seems like you you have a tremendous record doing that with those guys, <laughs> and and it would in the, and it would make sense. Mad value in the old days, especially when when you could find like a a young player who was a massive underdog but a really good server on grass set queens, which plays really quickly. You could get some silly prices. Yeah, I'm I'm looking to see what that price is now. Uh, let's see. I don't have, well, I have a seven, six, but I have it seven, six each way. I don't have the over 12 and a half first set set. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, some early prices look like above evens. Okay. So Might be, uh, I need to do some more maths, but that looks like a potential play. All right. Any other thoughts as we'll have a minute left, any other thoughts, just your, your reactions to what we've seen, like what has been, the single most interesting thing to you in terms of maybe how the court is playing a player who just completely crapped out. I know how you felt about our cots. My goodness. Yeah. That went deep into the fifth set and he blew it at the end. He had every shot um, after staving off multiple match points. Couldn't get it done. And uh, Davidovich Fakina won at 10, eight in the fifth set tiebreaker. What's been the biggest thing for you? Yeah. So, so obviously we've seen that that's blown open that quarter, but I think also the, the, as we talked about earlier, the impact of, the COVID absentees in the men's tournament. Yeah. Bertini, Chilich. So now we've seen Nadal 
go quite short into 7.4 on, on Betfair. Djokovic has also shortened a little bit. Sits a pass now into third favourite. And which I'm not sure, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure if I buy that. Too. I, I, I don't either. Yeah. I definitely don't buy Ogier Slim at fourth, as fourth favourite either. So I think it's kind of blown that bottom half of the draw wide open. And you might, depending on some, what happens today, get some good prices on quarter winners for sure. Yeah. Djokovic Nadal might be another collision course. We'll see. We'll, <laughs> we'll know in a couple weeks, a little less than a couple weeks. Dan, we'll talk to you tomorrow. We appreciate it. Perfect. Cheers, girl. Take care. You too. Dan Weston, the best in the business at tennis ratings on the Twitter machine. You can follow him on Betfair as well. Coming back, baseball. Teaching a man how to fish with baseball handicapping. Mark Bort. There's a new way to bet on things outside of sports with Calshi. Maybe you have a thought on TikTok. Will Congress ban it or won't they? Taylor Swift's new album, Will or Won't It Be Album of the Year? What about Biden's approval rating? And a whole lot more. You can trade futures on all of that and make money if you're correct. $10 bonus to the first 500 people who sign up by going to Calshi.com slash numbers game spelled K-A-L-S-H-I. There's no guarantee of performance and an investor could lose their entire investment, including fees. iHeartMedia does not recommend any investments. See further disclosures at Calshi.com. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.